0: It's 2018, and this is what the Lord has spoken in my heart. The year of the family. Say it. The year of the family. Amen. Say it again. The year of the family. Amen. If you want to change the word the, take that little preposition out and say my family. Say the year of my family. The year, the year for my family. However you want to add, just keep the year of and the word family. You can work the rest out. but. The year of the family and almost sounds old because when it when it jumped in my heart, I'm thinking, well, people talk about this all the time, Lord. You know, there's things like focus on the family and you know, there's family night and family activities and things like that. It's, you know, isn't that like too easy to grab hold of? And the more that uh, I study, the more that I I contemplated, the more I just cannot leave this. So it's 2018, and I have some things that I need to start and. And we have some vision uh, for this coming year that in the next few weeks I'll be casting more and more of. I also, in this time, also want to tell you that this week you should pray for the team for Living Waters. Okay? Tom, Terry, would you stand up right where you are so we all know where you are? Okay? These, are, these guys are great leaders when it comes to the healing of lives, specifically those who are relationally broken. We love you. You can sit back down now. And uh, Terry's all nervous. I don't know what's up there. But uh, uh, this is hard work. This is heavy work to heal the hearts of people. Uh, How many know there's a lot of relational brokenness in the world? Anybody know that massive relational brokenness? Most everyone in this room has been impacted by it at at some time, somewhere. And uh, and so we want to heal the deep things of people's hearts. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. We've been doing this for years. Tom and Terry approached me about it right after they came to Freedom and uh, said, can we tell you about Living Waters? You know, there's a Bible story about it, but uh, uh, what is it? And the more that we learned about it, the more I realized this is something that God has set up for people, and they're being healed all over the world, all over the nation, through this particular program. Some churches probably are not even doing this sort of thing, even though it's available but how many believe that it's a possibility to be set free from all types of sexual brokenness? Anybody believe that? Do all, all kinds of things, all right? Uh, and and there's, there's all kinds of positions here, all right? Whatever the culture is saying, okay. But what we're interested in is what God's word is saying. Amen. And what the Holy Spirit wants to do in lives. And so, I, I, my, my laptop's going nuts here. So, uh, I, I want you to get your hearts ready for this and to be in prayer. You say, well, I'm not going to be a part of it. This is warfare. Okay. Somebody shout warfare. Because the enemy certainly doesn't want this to be effective. So, I want you to be in prayer regarding living waters. 2018, the year of the family. Read Romans 8, 16 with me. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are. Read it one more time. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit confirms with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, wait, wait. Remember when I taught you about living spiritually? What I taught you was that we have a soul and we have a sinful nature, and we're constantly looking in the direction of that sinful nature. Sinful nature controls us, but then we make a turn, and we begin to follow Holy Spirit. We confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Repentance is turning from our sinful nature, turning towards the Holy Spirit. When we do this, then we are, this is what the Word of God says, we are born again. We are born of the Spirit. Jesus Christ Uh, was born of the Spirit. Did you know that? If you remember, how many remember Christmas? It was like a couple of weeks ago. I better remember that. So Christmas, one of the things that we learned was that uh, she said, be it unto me according to your word. How am I going to get pregnant being that I haven't known a man? Because this is going to be born, the child inside of you will be born of the Spirit. And now we get to be born again to be born of the Spirit so that we can actually have a Spirit. So our Spirit now connects with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit speaks to us by the Spirit, and bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Look at somebody and say, we are family. Go ahead, tell them we are family. We are all family. And we don't always act like it. We don't always do it well. How many of you have ever had a fuss with somebody in your family? Anybody ever done that before? And you're still family? All right, you're sitting next to each other. Okay. Now, some of you would say, well, that didn't happen for me, and that may be true. But uh, uh, we're trying to understand who we are as the children of God, and we want to go further uh, I I ask you to say we are family, and I I don't necessarily know what that means to you. It may mean that there's nothing like your family when I say we are family. It it may mean that you have pain from your family. It may mean that you long for family. At Freedom, we've been saying for years, we are family. If you're new to Freedom, we say, welcome home. Uh, Family gathers here, right? Right? Family gathers here. and You might say, well, I don't feel too close to the family. I understand that sometimes you, you might feel disconnected, but we are family. Romans 8, if you read all of this in Romans eight fifteen and 16, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. That statement is, you are not a slave. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Uh, My little brother informed me of this again this past week, that I was born into the family, but he was adopted. That meant that he was chosen. And so they saw him before they adopted him. They just got what they were stuck with when I was born. And uh, he loves that now. I mean, he had a struggle with it at one time in his life, but God's faithful. And so, so we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption. In other words, I'm, somebody shouted, I'm in the family. And it's out of that spirit of adoption that we cry, Abba, Father. And Abba is a Hebrew term meaning Daddy. It's, an, it's the affectionate Father. And I've heard even ministers struggle over this. And, you know, we're now and say, Abba, you know, be careful about calling him Daddy. I don't have any problem when I pray saying Daddy. I don't have any problem with it at all. And I would encourage you, don't, don't have any problems with that. I mean, you're praying... Get in this relationship with God where you can just have this delightful, joyous, I'm going to go talk to God thing. And you can call him daddy. That's what Abba speaks of. James 1 and 18, I love this in the Living Bible. It reads this way. And it was a happy day for him when he gave us our new lives through the truth of his word. And we became, as it were, the first children in his new family. You like that? So through Jesus... We become his, We became the first children in the family of God because we were we were born into it. We were adopted into the family. So <clears throat> the Lord has been speaking to me for some time about the season. I think He got my attention uh, this time last year when we announced the pregnancy of our daughter-in-law, Preston and Lindsay. We're going to have a baby now. That might not have meant as much to some people, but for us it meant a great deal because they had been trying for nine plus years, almost ten years to have a child, and they' had been told over and over, just not going to happen just not it's not going to happen we'll try and do some fertility things and this and that, but at you know a year ago well you're let's say nine, ten, eleven, twelve months ago, something like that because she's four months old now, uh, when that announcement came, it was just. It was massive for our heart. And if you saw that little video clip we put on Facebook about the announcement on Christmas morning, you know that it was an an awesome moment for us. It was just, what? Not that other babies aren't important. This was my granddaughter, however, okay? At the time, we didn't know it would be a granddaughter, but now she is. She's our granddaughter. And so God had my attention already. When my grandson was born, and Malachi will turn 11 in March, I know, that's weird, but he will turn 11 in March on the 10th. And, and he already had my attention. I was really excited. I mean, getting that first grandbaby in my hands was awesome. But then also I had some, some prophetic things. I had, uh, one of our brothers had come to me and talked to me about people coming back that God is bringing people back. And uh, that had gotten my spiritual attention. And it was also that that had come to me at a time when I was preaching on spiritual strongholds in the story of Jacob on Wednesday nights. And I could hear the Holy Spirit whisper, it's time. And I'd been preaching, I'd completed that preaching at about the time that our granddaughter Avelyn was born. And here's where I stopped teaching that. It's in Genesis chapter 35 Uh, 1 through 4. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Catch this. Put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, and change your clothes, change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and has been with me in the day which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods, all the idols, which were in their hands, the earrings which were in their ears, all of this had to do with idolatry. And Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree, which was by Shechem. Now, this is a pivotal place in the life of Jacob. Remember, Jacob's name was changed earlier from Jacob to Israel. How many have ever heard the name Israel before? And Israel is more, the name Jacob basically meant liar. So he was named liar. How would you like to name your kid? Liar, you little liar. That little kid's born say, you know, you call them all kinds of things. Tell me have little names for your kids, you know, like Stinker or You know, stink face or something. I don't know what you call your kids. But you have all these goofy names you have for your kids. But uh, his name was changed from uh, liar to leader, basically. From liar to father. Uh, From deceiver to man of honor. You like that? How many need a name change? Anybody need a name change? So he lived up to the name liar uh, most of his life. And he had got to where he was with a lot of deception, even though he had, he had received the birthright from his father. Now he's heading back to the place of his father, Isaac. He had left his uncle's uh, land, Laban, and he's positioned himself now as a leader. Now, I'm not going to go through all the history right now, uh, but he's, he's positioning himself now as a leader. He's going to accept the covenant promise of Abraham and he calls all of his children and all of his grandchildren to come. They're preparing to cross back to the land of his father and to become whom God has called them to become. They surrender all of their practical idols and place them in his hands. I want you to get this. He has such authority that he says to all of his kids, all of his grandchildren, everybody, okay. This is who we are. This is where we're going. There's going to be some change in our lives, and they agreed to it. Just, I want you to think of the authority that's going on here. Think of this. Oh, okay, Dad. Here. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're. Gonna, okay. We're ready to change some things now. We are. We're going to live according to this. And and then, Jacob deals with them, and he buries their idols that you know they had made, they had paid money for. He buries them. And uh, they rise up to become what God called them to be. And listen to what God says in Genesis thirty-five, eleven. And God said to them, I am almighty God, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, I give to you and to your descendants after you, I give this land. That's, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty audacious, isn't it? I mean, God's speaking to them and he says, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. No, no, no. Not just so you have 30 kids. That's not what I'm saying. Not just so you have a, a load of kids. He's saying, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I'm going to do supernatural things through your family. Out of this family, kings are going to rise up. Out of this family, leaders are going to rise up. Out of this family, all kinds of victory, all kinds of amazing things are going to happen right out of your family. Anybody want this teaching today? So he says, be fruitful and multiply. So so many new children born into this past year. I'm so grateful. Anybody love babies? Anybody love babies? You do as long as somebody else is watching them or what? You know? Anybody remember when you had an infant and it was fun, right? they pooping all over everything and spitting up, right? Anybody remember these days, right? No, you like it? You like those seasons? Not your kid? Not your kid? Okay. So uh, I'm enjoying it because I want you to know that my granddaughter right now is four and a half months months old, and I have not changed one diaper. (laughs) I don't know how I got past it, all right? I shouldn't have told anybody, but it's the truth, all right? Other people seem to want to do that, and I have enjoyed other things. Like, I have been working hard to get her to do this. You ready? (laughs) And she's just about to do it on command. I got some video. I have to put it up on Facebook. I'm so excited about her. Uh, I'm excited, you know, playing with my grandkids. I love the children of this church. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I actually totally love these kids. I, have you ever gotten involved with the, the kids here at Freedom? If you haven't gotten involved with the kids, you have missed a great opportunity. I love these kids, and I, I love family. I, I just got back from a family gathering, uh, and uh, so while we were there, one of the things that happened was after we all got together at my brother John's house, then we got together uh, at a school with uh, all of the Davis family, Diana's side of the family, we got together with a bunch of them, and then my nephew, Luke, was getting married in Cincinnati, so we all, it snowed, <coughs> but in Ohio, they don't care, and we all drove to Cincinnati, and uh, and because it was that particular time of the year, we have Kentucky relatives that came because folks in Kentucky barely know they're in Kentucky, all right? And Kentucky, Cincinnati, it's like this big metropolitan area. I you know what I'm talking about northern Kentucky area. So people are coming from Kentucky and we're coming from Virginia. I got family coming from Georgia and, and dad is there and we have this, and here's this great picture. Right? So we have this great family picture that we take. Now, just so you know, my brother Dan, who I hadn't seen in a long time, was there. You can't hardly make it. It's a little blurry there. But my brother Dan was there. Uh, you know, those kids in the bow ties in the front, those are his grandkids. He's got one son and his wife, Daniel, Ray, and Bethany. They have six kids right now, and the seventh is on the way. And he had another daughter that was there with, uh, uh, with, three, with her three kids, and Dan told me, he said, sorry, Rick, only half of my grandkids could make it. <laughs> okay, so he's pushing 20 grandkids now. And uh, so you can't see my dad, but he's right in the middle with a flower uh, on, his, on his chest. I love that picture. You can see it on my Facebook pic- uh, sometime. But I love this because just a few days prior, we had stood together at our Christmas gathering. And uh, we know what my dad is going to do at Christmas gatherings. He's going to cry. All right, we, we, we don't even wait for it. We just know he's going to walk up in front of that tree before we give away a few little gifts. And he's going to start crying. He's going to look around at all of his children and he's going to go. <laughs> just... And off he goes. You can't hardly understand a word he's saying. And uh, it's beautiful. We love it. We all take video of it. He's going to try to lead a song or two. And some of us will sing along and some of us won't. And some of us will say, let's, you know, let's get on with this, Dad. But, but Dad is so excited about his four sons and their wives and all of their children and getting them all together. And there's this overflowing thing, but he always talks about this. And, and uh, if, if you don't know my last name and you're here today, it's hawker, okay? It's like hockey only with an R. And uh, you might say, well, that's a funny last name. Well, your last name's funny too, all right? <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll make up some stories about your last name. But when you hear, when I grew up, people made fun of our last name. You know, they're constantly clearing their throat and stuff. You know, oh, that's your last name. I actually went to a doctor one time. He made the same joke. Uh, we're not going back to him anymore, all right? But <laughs> point being is my dad gets up and talks about us, and he goes back and starts telling our lineage and he goes back to grandpa, grandma, and great-grandma Lucy and and talks about how that years ago somebody broke some curses and somebody said, we're going to serve God. And he rose up and his sister and his brother, and they're all serving God and their children are serving God. And so he weeps and stands and looks at us and says, my children are going to know God. I'm so glad for the Hucker family because they all know and serve the living God. No, if that moves you or not, we're in such a broken world. Anybody know what I'm saying? I mean, if I want anything, I want my grandkids to know Jesus. Any believers in the house? This picture is not about having lots of kids. In my heart, God is calling me to lead you to lead. Could you imagine what would happen at Freedom Fellowship if we could just win families to the Lord Jesus? Families. Get families set free. There's so much that needs to be done. And whatever the situation is you find yourself in today. Everybody hasn't got it perfect. You say, well, your family's perfect. No! No! We got struggles. We got stuff. We got stories. And we got some stories. Come on. Before you bust on somebody else's family, let me read your story. Come on. Come on. What's going on? Come on? I didn't get any amens right there. Your... <laughs> There's so much that needs to be done, but we need, to make, we need to get first things first. God, first of all, raised up Jacob. Jacob, little liar, little deceiver, little heel catcher. You know, always trying to pull himself. First of all, he raised up that man with that kind of predisposed mess that was in his life. I'm going to set you free because I'm going to set a nation free and I'm going to raise up kings. Come on. I'm going to raise up kings and mighty people right out of your life. Now, no matter what your situation is today, I want you to listen to me. I can hear God calling me to raise up patriarchs and matriarchs. They're not only going to speak truth into their own lineage, but into spiritual children right here in this church. How many know we need spiritual mamas and papas like never before? Anybody understand that? We desperately need them. Your daddy, your mama might be gone, but there are fathers and mothers that are sitting in this house right now that are ready to be Jacob. They're ready to be Israel in your life, ready to invite you over to their house, ready to have community, ready to change things in your life. But you're going to have to humble yourself when they ask you for your idols. Alright? You ready? So one, be fruitful and multiply. Two, discover the heritage of your home. Anybody love the Gospel of Matthew? I love the, I love the Christmas story. I was looking at the Christmas story and, and we often read it out of Luke. But have you ever... How many have read the Bible? Have you ever read the Bible? Shay, you want to help me with this? Come here, help me, honey. All right, here we go. Come right here. Dinah, bring me a microphone. Because this is one of the most intelligent young women in the world right here. Am I right? Just say yes. Sure. Sure.
1: There's your microphone.
0: She's also... She, you fly planes already? Yeah. She flies planes. Here, hold this up higher. Okay, okay there we go. She doesn't talk on microphones a lot, but she flies planes. <laughs> and uh, doing pretty good in school, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, pretty smart. Okay, good. How's your, how's your reading? Pretty good? Yeah. Okay, this is Matthew chapter 1. I'd like you to read 1 through 16, okay? Here we go, 1 through 16. Go. Right, start right there.
1: An account of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham... Abraham fathered Isaac. Isaac fathered Jacob. Jacob fathered Judah and his brothers. Judah fathered Perez and Zariah by Tamar. Perez fathered Hezron. Hezron fathered Aram. Aram fathered Aminabad.
0: Amminadab yeah, Aminabad, something.
1: Okay, <laughs> go. fathered.
0: Amminadab fathered.
1: Aminabad fathered. What? Hooked, Nish- hooked on
0: phonics doesn't work for you, huh? Keep going.
1: <laughs> Nashon. fathered. Nashon fathered Solomon. Sal- Solomon. Solomon fathered. Boaz! Boaz by, by Rehab. Boaz fathered. Obed. Obed by Ruth.
0: Obed fathered Obed Jesse. Obed fathered
1: Jesse, and Jesse fathered King David. How
0: are we doing? Everybody all right? All right, come on, we got time. We keep reading.
1: David, David fathered, fathered Solomon, Solomon by Uriah's wife. Yeah,
0: Uriah's wife. Uriah's that's kind of weird wife. right there, okay? That's a, there's a story. Okay, keep going.
1: Solomon fathered Rehoboam. Rehoboam fathered Rehoboam. Abijah. Whoa. Abijah fathered Asa. I'm gonna thank God for Jehoshaphat right there.
0: Okay, keep going, Jehoshaphat.
1: Jehoshaphat fathered Joram Jerome. Jerome. Jerome fathered Uziah, Uzziah. Uzziah fathered Jotham, Jotham fathered Ahaz, Ahaz fathered Hezekiah. Hezekiah, father fathered Manassi.
0: Manasseh. Okay. Manasseh. Manasseh
1: fathered Amon, Amon fathered Josiah, and Josiah fathered Isn't she Dephaniah. doing a good job?
0: Come on, okay. and his
1: brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon.
0: Wow! After the exile Siled to Babylon, Babylon, Babylon.
1: Jechaniah fathered Shil- Shiltiel. 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 fathered. That's how I think it's pronounced, anyway.
0: <laughs> Zerubbabel.
1: Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel fathered Abud. Abiud. Abiad fathered Eliakim. Just however you
0: want to say it. Uh, Eliakim. Uh,
1: Eliakim. <laughs> Eliakim fathered Azor. Azor <laughs> fathered Z- Zadok. Zadok fathered. Achim, Stay with me on Achim webcast. Don't leave. Fathered. fathered okay. Elud. Elud. Fathered. Eliezer. Eliezer. Eliezer followed. Fathered. Methan.
0: Yeah.
1: Methan. Fathered Jacob. And Here we Jacob, go. And read
0: this last part really loud.
1: And Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Christ. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I figured if she can fly a plane, she could read that. Right? Anybody know what that was? What is it? Okay, but did you see where it started? Verse number two, Abraham. Somebody shout Abraham. Did you get that? Do you understand that that's important? Why is that important? Because you need to know about your heritage. Years ago, when Diane and I first got married, it was in my heart not to forget those that I knew about Sometimes when my family comes over, they want to come over my family just because I got the headless brides in the corner of our den, our dining room. Anybody seen the headless brides? They're mannequins with uh, Diana's mother's wedding dress and my mother's wedding dress too. And they're just... They're just two mannequins with their wedding dresses on sitting in the corner. We call them the headless brides, okay? But we know who they are because we know that her mom and we know her dad and we know my mom and my dad and, and they have gone on. But we also have pictures of grandpa and grandma hanging on the wall and we also have a picture of, 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 of Dick and Lucy Hawker uh, hanging on the wall. Anybody know where I am? I'm saying that somewhere back there somebody established a heritage For the family! Now, it goes back further than that because my heritage, if I could, I'd like to work it all the way back to Abraham, but I'm not... Anybody done a DNA test? I'm not Jewish. All right? So I would like to go back... How many would like to be able to take their heritage all the way back to Abraham? Wouldn't that be cool? Look at this. Uh, Abraham, according to Genesis chapter 12 is the father of the covenant. The Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. Listen, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. How many would like that kind of a blessing? Would you like that? That God would say that? Now wait, wait. Romans chapter 9 says, however... It is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are, all the, nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac your seed shall be called. That is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise. Are counted as the seed. You know who's talking about here? He's talking about me. We are the children of the promise. In other words, I get the same blessing that Abraham got now. So when God spoke to Abraham, because of the work of Jesus, now all of the nations of the earth will be blessed through my seed. That's my heritage because of Jesus Christ. You ought to praise God for that. Somebody shout, I'm a, I'm a child of the promise. Okay, so I get to say things now, like Jacob, okay? This year will be filled, filled with marriages being healed. This year will be filled with healing of mother and father wounds in the hearts of people. This year will be an end to the idolatry of so many that is drawing them away from the Lord Jesus. This year, come on, this year will be a year of moving forward without leaving your children behind. I don't know if you got that. I'm tired of moving forward and leaving children behind. Anybody else? I want to see rows filled with your family. I want to see your children and your children's children. Anybody on this page with me? And you might say, well, I don't have any kids. But there are people that are in your life that are your family. I'm going to see you begin to draw in community to yourselves because God didn't save you just to save you. He saved you to save a community, to see a household and a household set free. I see children coming to church with their families, rows and rows of people. The last time I saw something this dynamic in my own spirit was years ago when there was a wall right here, and there was a wall right back here, and we painted a big picture, and we wrote it in Spanish and English. Tiempo de jubileo. Uh, it's, It's jubilee time. And God told me, knock the walls down and watch what I will do. And so I took a sledgehammer one Sunday and I busted a hole in a wall that was about right there. And we knocked it out and we decided that we would fill it out over here and fill it up over here. And now God has done this over and over. Somebody thank God. He has done this over and over. You see, I believe God wants to knock down some walls. I believe it's jubilee time. I believe it's a time to expect more than you've ever expected to do more than you ever anticipated to get more healing that you ever believed that was available to you. Somebody praise God. It's the year of the family. Let me say this. I'll let you go back to the ice. Thirdly, prepare for confrontation. (coughs) Hebrews 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. You want to read this with me? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise God. How many believe we need to fix our eyes on Jesus? Anybody believe that? Get our eyes. That means pray. Seek him. Lay things down. Get ready for the Holy Spirit to change things, things that you love. Look again at Genesis chapter 35 and verse 2. Jacob said to his household, here's how, here's how, here's how he did it. He said, unto all who are with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to you, who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. There's a confrontation. You see the confrontation he has here? can't talk to people about life change. So you think idolatry is just that he's having them get rid of certain trinkets. It wasn't just that. It's that they actually, in their culture, had merged into worshiping other things that was not God. They had hung around long enough until they got to the place where they just wanted things that other people had. And so they get their eyes off of God. Right? He said, okay, we're going to change now. It's time for a change, time time for a transformation. Mm. And Jacob had the audacity. Well, what if they don't accept it? I'm not saying you should go home right now and you should go through your kid's room and say, okay, we're throwing all of this out. I'm not not saying that. Some of you probably should have done that years ago. but, But I am saying we're going to hear from God so well We're gonna know God and spend so much time at Bethel at the house of God and the presence of God that we're going to rise up and be spiritual patriarchs and matriarchs and able to make a difference in the lives of people around us. And so we'll see confrontation. How How many don't like confrontation? Anybody don't like confrontation? Okay. So sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. Here's the reality. Conflict that is managed accurately is your friend. The avoidance of conflict is the acceptance of godlessness. Okay? I don't like conflict. I appreciate that. But if you haven't if you didn't have some conflict, some of you wouldn't be the success that you are right now. It's rightly managing conflict. You say, oh, confrontation, the enemy's attacking. Yeah, but you have to manage it by the blood of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter ten. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedience to Christ. And we look at that so legalistically. What does that mean? This is all by the Holy Spirit. So we're changing things. We're going to have conflict. I I mean, the story of Jacob is so crazy. I mean, we were hearing the... You know, as I was reading all the the genealogy. There's story after story after story in that genealogy of people struggling, and and Jacob is mentioned in there. In, in, in Genesis 32, Jacob had this awesome experience with God. Anybody remember that, where he's holding on to, to to an angel, and and he won't let go until he gets blessed. And really, what he has to do is is repent. In chapter th- 33, he struggles. He's terrified of Esau. And chapter 34, he becomes passive. And there, there's deep, strongholds in his home. In chapter 35, God confronts, confronts him. And then in chapter 35, verse 3, God says, Come, let us go up to Bethel, or Jacob says, Where I will build an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and who has been with me wherever I have gone. How many... How many could say, I've had some bad days? Anybody in the house, you've had some bad days? And some days that were just horrible and where you struggled and and you thought, man, I've just blown it so bad. God can never do anything with me. That was Jacob. That's the story of Jacob's life. And then one day he says, I want to go back. He hears from God. He says, I want to go back. God confronts him. And after God confronts him, he is able to confront others. And he just goes back. Anybody want to go back? I love that, old song, that song on the radio right now. Anybody heard it? I don't even know who does it. It says, I want to go back. Anybody heard that before? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me. And I just kind of like that. I want to go back. To the place of my heritage, I want to go back and rehearse the testimonies that I have told you over and over about how good God is. I want to go back because I want to bring people into the presence of God, my family. Genesis 5:35. Let me close this up. And God said to, Abraham, to Jacob, "I am God Almighty." In fact, everybody stand up with me and read this with me. I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you and to your descendants after you I give this land. We're closing now. Would you pray with me tonight? Tonight, this morning? Would you pray with me this morning? Would you just come here? Come here. This is a small crowd. I do this on Sunday nights. All right, so just come on down. Come on down. We're going to pray together before we leave. It's safe. We're family, okay? We're family. And make sure we have room. People are coming down the aisles. Come on, let's fill this place up. Let's fill the place up. You know the people that are standing around you? Look around. See if you know anybody that's standing around you. Know anybody that's standing around you? Come on, squeeze on in. Squeeze on in. Squeeze on up. All right? You know anybody around you? Or are you or just a little bit in the dark right now about who's standing around you. Come on. How many of you say small crowd but still not sure I know everybody, right? So just look behind you and say, hey what's your name or something like that. You know, so I mean if you already know them you don't have to do that. Good job. Good job. I don't want to take too long because it's icy out there and I need to get you home. So, All right? Isn't it amazing? Now, watch this. Watch this. How many actually remember the names that people told you just now? Somebody actually remembers them? Okay, that's good. That's different. But sometimes we do things like that. Let me tell you this. When when I was over at Princess Anna Hospital... 12 months ago when they put baby Avi in my hands the first time. We knew her name was Avelyn. I never forgot her name one time after that. You know why? She's my family. She's my heritage. Look around, right here. This is your family. Look, look around. Bunch of
1: good-looking people. Yeah, thank God.
0: Even you, Cliff. Yeah. Look, we're family. Now, now I know. I could just be trying to sell you on this. Come on, think that you're family. Maybe you'll come back to church and give more money. That stinks, it really does. No, we're really family and we're responsible for one another. Listen, listen. I'm not a Catholic priest. I know a few things, you know. I've had a few people come up and call me father on occasion. At this point in my life, I'm more at a father level than I've ever been. Look at me. God has called me to this place in 2018. I'm asking you to recognize that you are family right here. Webcast, you're family, whether you're here or not, you're family. 2018, I want us to reclaim our heritage. I'm tired. Some of you are weary of being kicked around by the enemy for all of these years. It's a new day. Get ready to put away your idols. Anything that causes you not to fix your eyes on the Lord Jesus. Distractions. Some of you have really close friends right now that probably shouldn't be your closest friends. Does that make sense? Some of you need to hear what I'm saying. You need to get whole. You need to find ways you need to listen. You need to be And You say, well, I don't know about going to church. Stop going to church. Start coming into the house of God. Amen. Standing in His presence and hearing from the Lord. Take notes. Pray. I tell you, I love Christmas season this year. We are still lighting a candle every morning. Lighting a candle and praying one another. Reading the Word of God. My wife and I, we, we weren't always lighting candles, but now we light a candle. Every morning, we're lighting a candle and praying. Asking God to touch our homes, touch our family, touch our church, touch you. Some of you, I've asked you for 20 years to pray, and you haven't started yet. I'm asking you to get over your idolatry. Stop putting other things before God. How many have? Some, anybody have kids? Have some children? How many believe God could raise up your children? Yes. Yes. We're gonna move our kids. We're going to move our kids into our apprenticeships. We're going to see our teenagers rise up at freedom. Our youth, are going to, our children are going to rise up like they haven't before. Give them placement, give them ownership in the house. We're going to get your families whole, get your marriages right. Anybody on the same page I am? We're going to take our covenant back. All right. I mean, I have some things you just need to drop at the altar today. Anybody have some stuff you need to let go of? Wave at me. You got some stuff you got to let go of. All right. So I bless you now. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I bless you through Jesus. And I say today is a new day. Those of you on the webcast, I speak to you as well. Today is a new day. This is a year of fruitfulness and multiplication. Yes. <coughs> Jesus. This is a year where we will find the covenant of Abraham that flowed through Jesus Christ and caused us to be the covenant of promise to receive more than we ever imagined as we walk fully in obedience to the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to control our lives. We will win communities. We will multiply as this family. We will see marriages whole. We'll see families whole. We'll see children Enveloped into the kingdom of God, kings, come on. Great leaders will rise up out of this community. And the name of Jesus will be glorified. Lay your hand on somebody's shoulder and just bless them, okay? Just bless them. Just lay your hand gently on somebody's shoulder and just bless them. Father, I bless. You bless them, okay? I'm blessing you. Lord, bless them. Heal them. Save them in Jesus' name. Bless one another. All right. Is there anybody that needs to get saved today? Anybody needs to get your life right with Jesus? Anybody? You don't have to tell me. But you can ask somebody nearby you, okay? In fact, before you leave the altar, just turn around and look at somebody and uh, bless them. If you're talking to somebody, don't just run. If you need to give your life to Jesus, all of these people in this room have the ability to lead you to Christ, right? 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 Are you ready to do that? Turn around and look at somebody. Embrace someone. Bless them. If you need to give your life to Jesus, talk to somebody right there at the altar right now. I got Jack and Mara right over here. They'll be glad to pray with you as well. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace. I right, dismiss. God bless you.